0: Healthy from the inside out, this is Valley Well, Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Valley Well, Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. Each year, thousands of refugees from around the world resettle in the United States. These men, women, and children are seeking asylum from persecution based on their race, religion, nationality, social group, or political status. Here in Arizona, over 40,000 refugees have relocated here since 2002, and as you can imagine, it can be quite a culture shock to adjust to a new way of life here in the United States. ValleyWise Health offers services specifically tailored to our refugee community to help them access the healthcare they need. Joining us to discuss is Jean Nizigui She's the co-founder and program manager of the Refugee Women's Health Clinic at Valleywise Health Medical Center. Jean, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. So tell us a little bit about what you do at ValleyWise Health. How long have you worked here? It has
1: been now 12 years and I've joined an incredible competent team to help create culturally grounded healthcare services that enable refugee and immigrant of Phoenix to access healthcare with uh, no barriers to care.
0: So is Valleywise Health the only place offering health care for refugees?
1: There are many health care providers, I will say. But when you look at specialized care, when you look at unique services that speak to culturally tailored health care needs, Valleywise Health stands out. As a matter of fact, Valiwise Health employs cultural health navigators who are refugees themselves, who are there as bicultural interpreters to make sure that health needs, cultural beliefs are mitigated. And so the refugees are able to express themselves in their language they feel comfortable with, so health outcomes can speak to what is acceptable, to what has been shared by the patient themselves.
0: So you said you've worked at Valleywise Health for 12 years. So how have things changed for refugees since you started?
1: Things have changed tremendously. They have changed because we have been able to develop programs And we have been able to promote services through the lens of trauma-informed care. Why trauma-informed care? Because of what refugees have gone through, because of who they are. So knowing that they have suffered ethnic discrimination, they have suffered war and violence, they have suffered trauma, torture, and so forth. Those things have impacted and influenced so much their health in overall, and the trauma they have gone through has also made so many sufferings in terms of what their physical health, their mental health present.
0: We're talking with Jean Nizigi at ValleyWise Health about refugees in Arizona and how they access health care. No matter your circumstance, ValleyWise Health offers primary and specialty health care for you and your family at a community health center near you. You can make an appointment by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 7.30am to 5pm, or you can visit valleywisehealth.org at anytime and click the book appointment button. So we're talking about trauma-based care um, because of what these people have gone through um, and why they they actually sought refuge here in the United States. So can you talk about where your patients are from and what are some of their stories?
1: Their stories are very humbling and they are unique. Refugees come from all over the world. So far, At the Refugee Women's Health Clinic, we have had refugee women coming from 64 countries speaking 62 languages. And they are from four major world regions, such as Sub-Saharan Africa, Middle East, Southeast Asia, and Eastern Europe, with 64% of them being only from the Great Lakes region of Africa, Iraq, Syria, and Somalia. So stories are very, very tragic. And I hope we can only learn from them because then we can continue building an equitable health care that focus on the needs of the communities that we serve. As we know, global crises are all of are of all forms, for instance. And when you're talking about war and violence, it becomes very horrifying because these refugees have lost their loved ones during war. They have been forced to flee their homeland. They have been forced to leave everything behind, which has resulted in some serious physical and mental health concerns
0: and you're a refugee yourself do you mind sharing your story with us
1: <laughs> yes i i don't mind my story is a miraculous one the story reflects on a life of a young pregnant woman in 1993 with her one year oldest daughter being persecuted not knowing where the husband or the father is, and then later being saved after almost seeing death in front of her.
0: Are you talking about yourself?
1: Yes. It was in 1993. I was very pregnant with my one-year-old daughter. I was trying to drag her hand as we were trying to run, run to find refuge to at least get somewhere we can take some rest and find something to eat. It will be very, very difficult because you will be running while bullets are being shot everywhere. And while you are jumping over dead bodies, while just by the grace of God, you will just be saved. So, I indeed survived all atrocities of war and ethnic discriminations, to now fortunately being among a few African women who set a living model for other refugee newly arriving. Um, That journey of hope began in 1998, when I finally was granted Permission to enter and reside in the United States in Phoenix, Arizona, as a refugee. My family indeed constitutes the four Burundian refugees ever to be resettled in Arizona as of 1998, according to the data from the Department of Economic Security Refugee Resettlement Program.
0: So you've been here almost 20, yes. over 20 years now. Um, what was it like when you first moved here?
1: When I first moved here, I experienced some cultural shock in a sense that I couldn't understand how I can live with neighbors and not knowing them. Not having them come to me and say hi, or welcoming me with a, a dish of food or coming to ask me whether I needed something or not. It was a shock because I found out that although there is a great human kindness deal amongst some good people here, uh, there is also some level of individualism where people tend to, to not want to interfere in other people's business. And then what is perceived for us, for some of us from other cultures as social and moral obligation is perceived as a bother from certain communities, such as, you know, because there is a, a say I like to hear from certain people that say, mind your business, mind your business. It looks like Here, it's not encouraged to invite yourself to your neighbor unless they have opened their doors to you. In our culture, it is opposite. So it's a free community where uh, there is a collective spirit and decision of supporting each other. So it was a cultural shock because I spent two weeks with my family and my husband without... Seeing anybody, we wanted to go to even to the church. We wanted to go to church. We couldn't find someone to show us the way. So it was quite, you know, an experience.
0: That must have been a huge shock. Absolutely. If you're just tuning in with us, we're talking about refugee healthcare services at ValleyWise Health. No matter your circumstance, Valleywise Health offers primary and specialty health care for you and your family, and you can make an appointment by calling 833-855-9973 or by visiting valleywisehealth.org. So, is it true that most refugees are women and children, and why is that?
1: Yes. Uh, Nearly 20 million worldwide are refugees, and... Only less than 1% are considered for resettlement. Among those, 80% of them are women and children. When you look at what is happening in war-torn zones, uh, men are the most persecuted ones, or they will be at the combat. They will be at the front line, combating, fighting. So most of the time, as internal displacements are happening, women are mainly with their children trying to find refuge running by themselves, whereas their husbands have either been killed or they have been abducted or they are simply at the front line of combat. So that's why you find most of the refugees officially being women and children.
0: So let's talk about the process a little bit and how the refugees come here and then how they eventually become patients at Valley Wise Health. So first of all, how does the government assign where refugees will live? Because people, I mean, are all over the country.
1: There is a referral process that takes place from after when United Nations grants you a refugee status. Then from there, you have to obtain security clearance. Uh, In the United States, Homeland Security will be overseas to do that job, or they can run their clearance uh, wherever they are, but they have to go, every refugee must go through that security clearance. Then, when it comes to the United States, in the United States there are there are annual guidelines. A Congress passes a law that must be signed by the president every year. And every year there is a presidential determination, uh, which unfortunately has decreased, you know, under this government. Uh, but hopefully in the future uh, things will be reconsidered. Uh, Because those numbers have changed tremendously from 110,000 from when President Barack Obama left to only 15,000 today. You know, he has just signed a presidential determination that set a ceiling of 15,000 refugees only for this coming year. Uh, That's too low, but we hope for the best. So throughout that system the us refugee admissions can take the process can take up to 18 to 12 mo- to, tw- to 24 months, 18 to 24 months and that includes review of applications and then interviews health screenings and the, and many cultural orientations let's let's remind each other that the wait for refugee, for ref, refugee resettlement can vary from one year to 20 years while they are in a refugee camp waiting, you know, to come. Then um, while they are in the refugee camp waiting, sometimes uh, they can be returned to their homes uh, if they receive repatriation or they can be um accepted in the host country where they have in the uh, they have their asylum once they apply for asylum there or they can then be among the 1% that we have discussed earlier uh, to be considered for a resettlement in another country such as USA the government decides where they go the united states government will decide where they go most of the time it based on whether you have family ties or not so through refugee resettlement programs through the office of refugee resettlement in the department of health and human services there will be some cooperative agreements for refugee resettlement to then receive those families and uh, and here in Arizona local resettlement agencies include Catholic Charities, Community Services, International Rescue Committee, Refugee Focus, Arizona Immigrant and Refugee Services. Those are the major four refugee resettlement agencies in Phoenix that are welcoming refugees because they have federal cooperative agreement uh, to provide core services to refugees when they arrive.
0: We're talking with Jean Nizigi Mana at Valleywise Health about refugees in Arizona and how they access healthcare. So let's say the government has assigned you um, to live in Arizona with your family. So you arrive, you don't speak the language. How do they know to even come to Valleywise Health for help? And then how do they navigate the healthcare system?
1: I mentioned about the refugee resettlement agencies. When they are assigned, refugee resettlement agencies, let's say one of those I mentioned in Phoenix, such as Catholic Charities, they will be given a case manager. There are social services that refugees qualify for. As a matter of fact, they are qualified for social services for 90 days of their arrival, During that time period, refugee agencies will provide services such as housing, referrals to health programs, enrolling children into schools, for instance, and helping families apply for social security cuts. So, through that process, while they are helping newly newly arriving refugees um, with referral into the health systems, that's how we get referrals. so major referral streams are coming from refugee agencies for newly arrived refugees however we also have sustained and nurtured relationship with community stakeholders that also know where we are and send their refugees our way also one thing i i forgot to mention is that with the language barrier agencies refugee agencies are also tasked to help them enroll with the with ESL classes, English as a second language classes. While they go to those classes, some can learn fast, but those who cannot learn, they will perhaps learn as they go, as they adjust in the country with over time.
0: So let's talk about the healthcare services at Valleywise Health, how are refugee health needs different than say someone who was born here?
1: The health needs are different because beside the socioeconomic factors that increase health disparities, there are many structural barriers to care. And those structural barriers to care include, for instance, language language is a huge one transportation is another one so when you you have those two and you lack you add lack of cultural immersion in the host country things become more complicated there is also a fear of the unknown of the fear of not being able to navigate the system the fear of not being able to to communicate. There is also an issue of trust associated with lack of culturally competent and trained providers, which create a disconnect between the refugees who have no language and the providers themselves. The health needs are also different because there is so much that is not known by them prior to coming here. For instance, There is a focus on preventative health in the United States, which is not well advertised back home. Preventative health is almost not existing, it's inexistent. Physical checkups are not part of their lifestyle. Those things are different. And also there are some cultural misunderstanding and some perceptions of health that are quite different, and they hinder their health-seeking behaviors.
0: What would surprise people to know about refugees that they might not consider?
1: Refugees are human beings. Refugees are taxpayers. Refugees are very smart. Refugees are highly educated. They are business owners. They are doctors. They are pharmacists. They are Teachers, they are professors, they are they hold strong family values. They are a great asset to this nation. Refugees are simply citizens like everybody else.
0: What what are your goals and hopes for the refugee community moving forward? Let's say in 10 years, what would you love to see?
1: In ten years, I would love to see value-wise health being recognized as a center of excellence in refugee health. I would like to see valuewise conti- leadership, I would like to see Wise leadership continue supporting refugees and immigrants through its mission, like they have began. I would like to see increased health outcomes that are measurable, that are measurable, where we can say, the C-section rate at Valleywise among refugees is so low. I would like to continue seeing the lowest no-show rate. I would like to see those performance measures being highly delivered so we are nationally recognized as one of a kind, one hospital that is just a preferred one for all refugees and immigrants.
0: Obviously, your work is very personal for you. What goes through your head or what do you feel when you see people who have been in your shoes before coming in and and taking advantage of what what the services Valleywise has to offer? What do you think about when you see these people?
1: I just have a smile on my face. I smile because it's so rewarding when you see them coming because they trust you, because they know you can feel their pain. I just feel like that's where I belong because I see the impact and then it's not, I don't have to wait too long to see the impact because I see their smiles back every day. So I will say that there has not been a great reward for me is to find a place where I feel like I'm serving from my heart and then I can see that my fellow refugees are also learning from me so it's really a job that i do because i truly love it we find people like you that care about our needs that understands our needs that can relate to our stories so we are grateful we are forever grateful because we are given an opportunity to exercise what we know and we are given a, an opportunity to be a part of a healthcare team that is willing to transform and change the healthcare.
0: Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way, and you're doing amazing things for the refugee community. And we appreciate everything you do for um, our, you know, our neighbors in Arizona. And thank you for your time today. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well via Valle Salute a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash well. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our health care providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise community health center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.